So we have a government who likes to call themselves a transformative. They've been saying that right from the get-go. They're very proud of it. And the impression they're trying to give is that they are willing to deliberately change things to make things better, to transform the way we do things for the good. But anyone who's been through a transformation will know that's not the way things work. Any act of transformation will have a driving force to it that things are going to get better, but they always come at a price and some things get worse in the act of transformation. And the whole trick is to balance things up. And so more is improved by the transformation than is damaged. Transformation runs into a couple of Dickens' laws. Dickens' first law of unintended consequences and Dickens' second law that everything is connected. Touch one thing here, something else falls over there. Now, one of the things this government is most proud of transforming is the oil and gas exploration business. I don't think they want to transform it myself. They just want to eliminate it, which is a bit different to transforming it, but there we go. So yesterday I got the email from Greenpeace telling me about a story that had not been really widely reported. Oil majors Chevron and Equinor have abandoned their oil and gas exploration permits uh, off the east coast of the North Island, mainly around Northland, leaving just the Austrian oil company OMV as the last remaining oil giant in New Zealand with plans to do some exploration around Dunedin. Greenpeace senior campaigner Steve Abel was super chuffed saying this, we've seen the rats fleeing New Zealand's sinking oil industry for years, but now we're down to the dregs with these two majors quitting New Zealand, leaving OMV isolated. Don't think he likes oil companies, this fella. That's uh, fair to say. He says, unrelenting, peaceful protest, civil disobedience and iwi opposition up and down the country has already forced the withdrawal of Anadarko, Petrobras, Shell and Equinor now. Maybe Steve Abel should just hold his horses. Is what I'd say. Firstly, the Northland exploration area and permits have already always been considered to be marginal. There's not a lot of stuff up there. In fact, most scientists still think the only commercial hydrocarbon area in New Zealand remains the Taranaki Basin, unless you get really lucky. So really, it's no big thing. But the second thing you should tie ho on is the departure of Equinor. Patrick Smelly pointed this out this morning in the Herald. Equinor is a Norwegian explorer. Uh, particularly in gas, they are a world leader in transitioning towards decarbonisation. But they're not stupid. They realise you don't just stop mining hydrocarbons. You keep on mining them as you fund a transition to a new world and a new way of firing everything up. We could learn much from this Norwegian gas explorer, but now they've gone. Chased by Steve Abel. Get out of here, you dreg. Um, and the other thing about chasing out these dreggy uh, explorers is our dwindling supply of natural gas. Gas fires our industry, particularly Fonterra and milk production, very heavily dependent on natural gas, heaps of other industries as well. If we don't find new gas, we're going to have to make our milk and fire up our industries with a different fuel. Now, we don't import gas. We thought about doing this in the year 2000, but that's never happened. At the moment, the only option if we don't find gas in the next 10 years, will be to import coal or stop making milk with the obvious impact on our economy. So did you hear that, Greenpeace and Steve Abel and the government? Your decision to stop oil and gas could bring back coal, a far dirtier thing. Is that an unintended consequence? Or are you actually wanting to end dairy completely, as so many accuse you of doing, which would be political and economic suicide? You know, transformation needs a start, but it also needs an end. Stopping oil and gas, sure, it's a start, but where do we end out? 
What fires up stuff after that? There is no solution in hand, so we don't know where we're heading. And the other thing is transformation can't be abrupt. It's all about evolution, not revolution. The government seems determined to break stuff without knowing how to make stuff in return.